Hey, what is going on, guys? DK back at you with another video here, debating on the seven-game NBA preseason slate on Thursday. Kind of sad that this contest are a bit smaller today, but I understand we do a football back, obviously, with Thursday Night Football. Um, this is your first time watching. I cover content for NFL, NBA, uh, Day of Fantasy Sports, as well as player prop sites like PriceFix, Underdog, Parlay, Play. If you guys are not on Parlay Play, you can use the link down below for a $100 deposit match bonus. It is a player prop site. You went up to 75x your money. And they have basically all the sports you can think of. They all they are offering NBA preseason props as well, and obviously NFL for uh, Thursday Night Football tomorrow. So if you guys are interested, the link is down below. And if you're looking for more content for DFS or for player pop stuff, you can check out my Patreon link in the description. As far as player pop stuff goes for NBA, went uh, what six and one today. So another really really good day. We swept the board on underdog and went three and one in prize picks. The only miss was a play that I would not have taken had we gotten news earlier, and that was Peyton Pritchard under 15 and a half. He finished with 17 points. Would not have touched that uh, if we if I knew that Tatum and Brown were going to uh, not play again. Um, and then no words for Joe Missoula. Once again, just a flat-out lie for the people that drooled for Derek White, Kristaps Porzingis. Tatum Brown out. That the others will play a few minutes. A few minutes equals the first half. So once again, you just cannot trust a word that comes out of Joe Missoula's mouth. Um, but all right, let's get into the recap. And so this is, this is going to be a very important lesson for tournaments that I'm going to talk about here for about five minutes. This is, might be the most important thing to understand when you're playing GPPs. Okay. So we're going to go over this and this, this might be kind of hard to understand, but let's, let's go it through. So let's go over it. Well, first we can go over my showdown lineup, uh, showdown lineup in the early slate, uh, finished tied for second, uh, won about 325 profit. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, again, played. Maxi Reed, Harris, uh, Melton, and then Pritchard and Hauser um, was was high on the Celtics backups with that uh, news. But again, Celtics trolled and still played the starters in the first half. But here is the concept I want you guys to understand for tournaments. Now, I made a pivot and it cost me $800, but it was 100% the correct pivot. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. Here's why. This is my lineup. And I was duped with three other people in high stakes, right? It was Maxi, Pritchard, Hauser, Reed, Sabonis, Melton, Rui, and De'Aaron Fox. So I'm duped, and I was looking great. I talked about this on Twitter. I was looking great, and again, had I kept this, I would have $800, but the result is not important. Here is why the correct move was to pivot off, right? Because I had no first place equity, right? Um, I don't, when, I'm, when I'm a tournament player, I want the top prize. I'm looking for that first place money, and when I'm duped by a ton of people in a small field, I'm just going to make a pivot as long as I can find a reasonable pivot that's not super far off the board. What I did was I played Christian Wood over Deer and Fox. It was definitely suboptimal, right? And it, and it cost me, right? I had this exact lineup and I left Sally on the table, ended up playing Christian Wood. It cost me, but it was the correct move because no one else pivoted off. They kept it. Um, and again, had I gotten, uh, you know, had Wood outscored Fox, I would have had an absolutely massive day. And here's another reason. The guy right above us had me blocked, right? Going into the last game, he had Maxi Pritchard, Hauser, uh, Makai Luke and Paul Reed. And Makai Luke outscored D'Anthony Melton. And I knew his last three was going to be Sabonis, Rui, and Fox. So I was going over, I was thinking of three possible pivots. Um, I thought of D'Lo over Fox, which had I done that, I would have gotten first place. Uh, I thought of Christie over Rui leaving Sally on the table. I believe Christie came close to, to, to Rui. I don't know exactly what he finished with. And then it was Wood over Fox. So it was basically Wood slash D'Lo over Fox or Christie over Rui. I was not fading Sabonis. So he was someone that was just not fading. Um, I ended up going Wood. And again, it cost me $800. But it's super important to understand that concept, right? The reasons that I did it, right? 
I, I could, I did not have first place equity. I could not get first place. This guy had me blocked, right? We had, uh, he had the exact same lineup, except that he had Mikhail Luke over Paul Reed or Mikhail Luke over D'Anthony Melton, right? So he was outscoring me by a couple points. So I had no chance to get first place unless I made a pivot. And then number two, again, I was duped with three other people. And I know people play it safe, especially when they're looking good in tournaments. When they're looking good, they're just like, you know what? I'm going to let it ride, right? And again, I could have won a lot more money, right? I would have won $800 here, but I do not regret this whatsoever. Am I a little bit tilted about it? Sure, sure. Uh, you know, I would have wished that Wood could have outscored Fox, but here's, again, I was thinking about it. All right, what are the chances that Fox can outscore, uh, or Wood that can outscore Fox? And a preseason slate, they're going to play similar minutes. I was thinking 70-30, or maybe 75-25%, right? You know, obviously, it's 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 more most of the time Fox is going to outscore Wood, but in the occasion that Wood outscores Fox, I have a chance to win first place, where uh, if I kept Fox, I had zero chance to get first place, right? Um, and again, being duped by so many people, um, it was the correct, it's the plus EV move in tournaments. Um, so hopefully that explanation makes sense to you guys. I know it's a, it is hard to understand that, um, but if you're duped with a ton of people, um, is, if you can find a reasonable pivot if you know, again, and I knew everyone, I knew these, like what they had, right? I knew they're just going to keep Sabonis, Fox, and Rui, right? Um, so as long as you can find a reasonable pivot, you're not sacrificing too much. Now, you don't want to do something like, okay, go from like Sabonis to like a third string guy. Like that would just be stupid. If, if there was no reasonable pivot, I wouldn't have done it. I would have kept it. But there was multiple pivots that I went through in my head. D lower Fox, which again, had I done that, I would have gotten first place in this tournament, $2,000. Wood over Fox, which I did, again, cost me. And then uh, Christie over Rui, which I think Christie came very close to, to outscoring him. So, um, yes, it, it cost me, um, but uh, it was the correct move in GPP. So, like I said, hopefully I explained that well. If you guys have any questions, you can let me know in the comment section. But that is a very, and I mean, one of the most important concepts to understand in tournaments. Um, this situation will happen a lot, right? Where you, you're duped a ton in, in, small, in smaller field stuff. Uh, and you have a chance for the big money. If you can make it, if you know what, again, everyone has, and you can make a somewhat reasonable pivot where you're going to you know, be unique, you should do it every time. It's like the same thing. It's basically the same thing in large field tournaments when you're building showdown lineups and you're like, all right, you know, this lineup is slightly suboptimal, but it's going to be way less duped. Basically the same concept here, right? Uh, so that is why I made that pivot um, again. Uh, so hopefully that is clear. And if you guys have any questions, like I said, let me know. Still was a profitable day. Uh, like I said, we killed it in player pop, so won a lot of money over there. Um, came in second in the showdown. And in high stakes, I'm not going to cash, but in low stakes, I did cash. So uh, yeah, it would have been nice to, to walk away with another $800, but I do not regret that whatsoever. I, I, would, I would do that once again in a heartbeat. Uh, make a pivot to make myself unique, to give myself that first place equity. Again, this guy had us blocked too. It was not only that I was duped with a ton of people, this guy had me blocked. I had no chance of keeping of getting first place if I kept uh, my original line. Okay, so now now that we got that again, that's that's one of the most important concepts to understand to be a successful GBP player. So uh, hopefully, uh, like I said, uh, that does make sense. And let's just get into it here. So uh, we'll start off with Detroit and Oklahoma City on the Detroit side. Uh, Bogdanovich missed last game. Duran uh, is banged up. I don't expect him to play. So uh, without Dern, I think you get a uh, Wiseman starting. Wiseman is only 3.5K for some reason. So I think he stands out as a really, really good value. And then Marvin Bagley would back him up. However, the price point is way higher on Bagley. Both these bigs are good point per minute guys. I would prefer Wiseman to Bagley. And then as far as 
the guards go. So what I'm kind of expecting for a lot of these teams is most, uh, since this is the second or even third preseason game for a lot of these teams, I'm expecting most of the starters to play one shift into the second half unless we hear otherwise. Uh, that is just, I think, a pretty fair assumption to make at this point in the preseason. Uh, but yeah, Cade Cunningham, 6.8K, he's their you know, number one option. I have no issue with that. I still think Ivy's a, a viable option off the bench, but um, you know, if you wanted to play Ivy over Cade in tournaments, I don't think it's the worst idea. The thing I wanted to mention here, uh, Seward Thompson, he almost played 40 minutes last game. So clearly Detroit wants to give this guy a ton of run. I think he stands out as one of the better plays in the mid-range. I really, really like him. Now for the Thunder, uh, SGA sat last game. We'll keep an eye on his status. The other main Thunder only played the first half. I do think there's a pretty good chance they play one shift in the second half here. I will keep an eye on Shea. If Shea's out, you know, more usage for guys like Giddy, Jalen Williams, and Holmgren. If Shea is in, then a slight downgrade to the rest of these Thunder. Uh, but yeah, no Shea. If, if he's out, uh, Chet, Giddy, Jalen Williams would be the first three I'd look to. All three would look pretty good. I would say Chet and Giddy have a little bit of a higher floor, but Jalen Williams has a similar ceiling. Lou Dort's kind of just there for me. Um, Kaysen Wallace also started. He was kind of passive offensively. Uh, but he did play a lot, and he's sub-4K, so I think he's an interesting value. And then if you wanted to consider someone off the bench, I think it would be Uzman Jang. He played 20-plus minutes of the bench, and he's been playing well. Um, he's also got him kind of stuff a statue, and he's a reasonable price. Orlando and Cleveland, so starters played like 15 to 20 minutes for the Magic. I think that bumps up a little bit here. Of the main guys, uh, I think Paolo's probably my favorite, but he's also the most expensive. Uh, Carter Jr., Fultz, Franz Wagner, all kind of reasonable options. They really spread out the minutes off the bench, so I don't know if I get to anyone off the bench for the Magic. For the Cavs, the starters only played the first half last game. I'm expecting one shift in the third quarter here. Um, Jared Allen is, will not be available for this game. So you got Mitchell, you got Mobley, you got Garland. Uh, I think all three reasonable spend-ups. Uh, Levert had a good game in the starting lineup. He's a lot cheaper. I think he's a solid value. Okoro had a good game off the bench. I don't necessarily trust that. And again, kind of like Orlando, they really spread out the minutes with the bench guys. So... Uh, kind of tough for me to feel good about any of the Cleveland guys. Charlotte and Washington. So the Hornets, we got news that the starters are going to play 22 to 24 minutes last game. Uh, I think they're going to slowly ramp them up. So Lamelo, Terry Rozier, I think are very safe plays. I think they play at least that, maybe more. So both the, the, the two guards, I think, are good options. I prefer Lamelo if you can afford him, but he's also a little bit more expensive. Hayward and Washington are kind of just there for me, right? Other starters, they should play 20-plus minutes. They're not going to be the top options offensively. I do like both bigs, Mark Williams, Nick Richards. They're both over a fantasy point per minute guy, both at reasonable price points. Richards a little bit cheaper. And if you want to look to the rookie and Brandon Miller, you can. He played 22 minutes, had a fair game, but um, he's kind of just a filler piece for me. Now for Washington, so they did not play an NBA team in the first preseason game, um, and the starters only played um, like they played like around 20 minutes. I think we probably get a slight bump up in minutes. So I'm thinking you know, low to mid-20s minutes for the main Washington guys. So pool. Kuzma, they're going to lead the way offensively. Both have a pretty high ceiling, in my opinion. Gafford at 5'6 is kind of there. You know, he's a guy that can block some shots, a decent rebounder. And I think point per dollar, my favorite option would be Tyus Jones. Um, you know, he's another guy that, you know, have the ball in his hands a lot. You know, we went for 11, 5, and 2 uh, in 20 minutes. So obviously do have some interest there in Tyus Jones. Um, off the bench, I think Johnny Davis is a little bit interesting. He got some a solid run. He's a guy that... You know, will shoot when he's out there. Relatively score independent, so does have a low floor, but still an interesting option. If you wanted to look to Koulibaly, I think that's okay. Um, but, you know, he's not going to be a guy that they're, you know, going to lean on offensively. All right, Memphis and Atlanta. So Adam sat last game. Marcus Smart's been out. Um, obviously no jaw. Uh, but, yeah, once again, it's Bain and Triple J, right? These guys' first couple games have played into the second half, and I think they're going to continue to do that. So 
Uh, without John Morant, they're the clear top options offensively. I like both, even at their respective price points. Now, if we're looking for value, we'll keep buying the status of Adams. Last game with him out, you saw Xavier Tillman start, and you saw Kenny Lofton play the backup five. If Adams is back, then Tillman should shift to the backup five, and then I probably couldn't get to a guy like Kenny Lofton. But if Adams is out again, we can definitely get to some value here. Um, kind of spread out the minutes with the other guys. You know, if you want to look to like a Roddy or a Canard, Zaire Williams started last game. Like they're all like okay options, but I would say none of these like uh, secondary options really stand out to me. For Atlanta, so uh, no Hunter, no Bogdanovich last game. Starters only played the first half. I think there's a decent chance that they play one shift in the second half here. So Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, both good options at the top. Trey is the higher ceiling. I think DeJounte is the better point per dollar play. As far as the bigs go, you got Capella 6K, Okongo 4-6, kind of indifferent on both those guys. Jalen Johnson started last game. If he starts again, I like him quite a bit. Um, you know, he's not going to have as high of usage playing with the starters, but still a, a good point-per-minute guy. Um, if he comes off the bench, I would still like him too. And then Kobe Bufkin, the rookie, uh, should get some solid run. Uh, he had nine points, one assist, one rebound, 18 minutes. Uh, he's a guy I think is a little bit interesting there at close to min price. Denver and Chicago. So Denver is the one team that I could see starters only playing the first half again. The reason, again, they just won the NBA Finals. They played a lot more basketball than a lot of these teams on this slate. Uh, you know, recently, I mean, or I mean, so um, that is, uh, that would be my one concern with Denver. Now, if you're confident that these Denver starters played in the second half, then yeah, Nicole Jokic is going to be look like one of the best benefits in the slate because it's Nicole Jokic, right? Um, Jamal Murray would be a good option as well. I don't think I'd get to like Gordon or MPJ if he plays. Um, and if you think the starters only play the first half again, then once again, which I mentioned in my last video, the backups, second unit, I think would be very interesting plays. You know, guy like Watson, a Hunter Tyson, Pickett, Strother, right? These are all guys that, you know, would be very interesting options. Strother had the big game last game. He did get the price bumps, a little bit tougher to get to him. Zeke Naji even. So the Denver second unit, I think is a little bit interesting for Chicago. Starters only played the first half in the first preseason game, but I do expect them to play into the second half here. You got DeRozan 8-3, Levine 8K, Vooch at 7K. I think factoring in salary, Vooch would be my favorite of the big three. Kobe White I like for value as well, 5.8K. He started the point guard position. Um, you know, he, he had a big game, uh, did a lot in the second half, uh, in that one shift in the second half where Levine, uh, Vooch, Levine, and DeRozan only played the first half. Uh, but still a guy that can put the ball in the bucket. And then Drummond, we know is a good point per minute guy. He's in a backup Vooch. He's a little pricey, but he'll he'll uh, dominate when he's on the court. I don't know if we get to anyone else, and we know Patrick Williams is going to be the other starter. I mean, he's cheap. I guess he's fine. Um, you know, he should see you know low twenties minutes or so. All right, Houston and the Pelicans. So uh, for the Rockets, we did see the starters play in the second half last game, so I'm expecting similar run. Shingun eight seven, Van Fleet seven nine, Jalen Green six point nine k, Jabari Smith four point nine k of the main. Um, and then Dylan Brooks is 3.6K. Of the starters, I think Jabari Smith would probably be my favorite point-per-dollar play, but, I mean, Dylan Brooks is cheap. 3.6K, that's really cheap for him. Um, so, again, I don't know if you guys saw that. He got ejected in his first game with the Rockets. Wild stuff there, but uh, water is wet with Dylan Brooks. So, Brooks and Jabari Smith, I think, are the best point-per-dollar plays of the starters, but if you get them afford Chengun, Van Fleet, Jalen Green, I like the ceiling and all those guys. And then I'm like, my boy, Tari Eason off the bench, just continues to dominate when he's on the court, well north of a fantasy point per minute guy. Would expect, you know, 20-ish minutes. I think he looks really good. I think you can make the argument for Thompson at 4.8K as well. I would prefer Tari Eason, but Thompson off the bench is still an interesting option too. For the Pelicans, they're one of the few teams that we actually got news for. Um, 
Where is it? So similar workload to uh, what we saw in game one. So I'm expecting only the first half for the Pelican starters. Uh, so guys like you know, Zion, Ingram, CJ, and JV, I think they're going to be very productive going against this Houston team. But with only playing the first half, I think I'm just going to look to other spend-ups over those guys. That being said, assuming Alvarado, Nance, and Cody Zeller don't play, some of these second unit guys are interesting. A Dyson Daniels, uh, he played 20-plus minutes on the bench. Uh, Hawkins got good run. I think those two would probably be the guys we'll look to as value plays. And then finally, Phoenix and Portland. So we got our little revenge spot here for a couple of these guys, uh, mainly DeAndre Ayton, who clearly does not like the Phoenix Suns. Um, we do know that uh, Booker, Katie, and Beal are going to play. We just don't know how much they're going to play. Um, and then Goodwin is probable. Jordan Goodwin, that is. Drew Eubanks, questionable. Damian Lee and Ish Wainwright out for the Suns. So with Booker, Katie, and Beal, they were very conservative in the first game. Uh, so these are guys I'm a little bit concerned about minutes-wise. But if we get clarity that they're for sure going to play in the second half, then yeah, sign me up for any of the main three guys there. My boy Nurkic, you know, obviously not going to be a guy they lean on a ton offensively, but can still get some boards. I think he's kind of just there for me. Um, value plays with the big three playing. I kind of have a tough time prioritizing really any of these cheaper options, uh, for Phoenix. So that's it for the Suns. Finally, the Blazers Blazers in their first preseason game, they, um, did not play an NBA team. We saw most of the starters only play the first half. Scoot did play a little bit there in the second half. So you got Simons, eight, six, Jeremy Grant, seven, seven, Scoot, six, eight, DeAndre, eight, and six, five of these main guys. I think it's Scoot and DeAndre, eight, my favorite options. Again, Aiton, revenge game narrative, clearly does not like the Suns. I think he's interesting. And then Scoot Henderson, you know, he's a guy that's going to chuck when he's out there. Um, he went for a 7.6 assists, one rebound in 19 minutes. I think he's a pretty good play. So I would say Scoot and DeAndre Aiton are my favorite options. Uh, Robert Williams did not play in that game. Brogdon, eh, Shane Sharp. And Jabari Walker, 4-7, to get some backup run. Uh, I think he's probably my favorite of the value plays here for the play. That's going to wrap it up for the video, guys. I know it was a little bit of a longer one. Hopefully that makes sense of what I discussed earlier. Like I said, it's a super important concept to understand in tournaments. You guys are going to be in that situation a fair amount, right? Where you're duped a ton um, and, you know, know what everyone else has. And uh, I would say, like I said, if you, as long as you can find a somewhat reasonable pivot that's, uh, you know, in those late games, I would recommend doing it if you're in a situation like I was tonight. Even though it didn't work out for me, as I said, if I just want D'Lo over Wood, um, I would have won $2,000. No, I do not regret it whatsoever. Um, it's been a great preseason, DFS and player pops, and let's see if we can keep it going uh, tomorrow. Thanks again for watching, guys, and good luck.